I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds. And they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. When I die and my life flashes before my eyes, I think I'll see Ferrari putting the hearts. <laughs> Watching Ferrari in 2022, it feels like, you know, when you want, like, um, watch Romeo and Juliet yeah and you know Romeo plus Juliet the Baz Luhrmann version the the original original one one. yeah yeah. yeah. my favourite Shakespeare plays Uh are Romeo and Juliet and Uh Shakespeare in Love yeah and uh, (laughs) and and the Elvis one the one about Elvis that Shakespeare play have you seen the new Shakespeare play about Elvis it's really good yeah but you know when you know they're gonna die yeah and you're like I just can't watch them fall in love because I know they're gonna die that's what it's like watching Ferrari (laughs) (laughs) like I feel like I'm watching you know when, when you when you watch Apollo thirteen, and you're like the you know the, they're doing the um the those thruster burns into the thing and you're going, and, and the, he lines it up perfectly even though he wasn't Kevin Bacon wasn't even meant to be there, but he goes into space those quarter reactive burns smashes it locks it straight in and the whole time you're going listen. I know how well this mission's going, but I also know how badly it's about to go, and that's how I feel watching Ferrari. I just can't watch it anymore. Yeah, but like any good tragedy they tell you that it's tragic before it actually makes the experience of watching ferrari so much more beautiful because the reason why you know or that they tell you that there's that the tragedy will come at the end that they don't mind you knowing the payoff is so that you can examine the journey for what it is because you know that they're <laughs> going to die so that means like oh that was a nice overtake you, it just learn it, it helps you learn not to expect anything from life and i've become a lot less hopeful since i started watching ferrari closely but a lot happier hi i'm josh weller and i'm alfie brown and this is dirty air this is the last episode before the summer break formula 1 is formula 1 is slowing down taking a holiday like a like a bunch of losers but we're going to stay here we're going to be keeping you entertained with episodes every week during the summer break we can't wait to get started. And uh, if you're going up to the Edinburgh Festival this year, Alfie's show, Sensitive Man, is showing at the 
Monkey Barrel at 9pm. For the whole month. For the whole month. They don't take a day off. Anybody who takes a day no, off is a loser. exactly. He's not like a Formula One driver. Needs his, needs I, don't his, need, I don't need my break in the middle. Needs his back rubbed by Lawrence's wife. Yeah, I'd and, like a back rub from Lawrence. <laughs> Oh, he could get in. He could. Yeah, he yeah, could get yeah. those He'd really, those knots out. Couldn't he'd, he? The, it, during like near the sc- the knots by the side of the scalpula. Oh my god! Scapula. He'd get right in there. He might hurt his head. He'd also he'd also do that thing where he could just squeeze you and like adjust your spine, like crack, and just oh, by squeezing yeah. you. Giving you one of those big hugs. And I'm going to be at the Camden Fringe Festival from the, I think, the 12th to the 14th or the 13th to the 15th. Age. Age Against the Machine. Age Against the Machine. My show about uh, my failed music career. Yes. Tickets online. My soundtrack of this race that I think perfectly encapsulates Ferrari's season is Complicated by Avril Lavigne. Life's like this. I think that's a really, really good shout. I think mine would be um, Earth Song by Michael Jackson. Uh, mainly for the sentiments echoed in uh, look what we've done to the team look what we've done and then the whole uh, yeah that could have been Charles's uh, radio last uh, week yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah 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 sepultura cover there's um, a good bit in that song where Michael Jackson song. goes um what about killing things? Yeah. yeah. Well, how long did that lyric take, Michael? <laughs> Speaking of music, uh, Charles said this week, um, someone asked him what his favourite band is, and this is this is a quote, uh, his favourite song. Charles Leclerc said, I think he should have lost his seat in Ferrari for this. Mm. You ready? Charles Leclerc's favourite song, probably, Where Is The Love by the Black Eyed Peas. Probably. But my favourite band is Coldplay. <laughs> That's the most melted warm bowl of one scoop vanilla ice cream out of one of those blue tubs. I think Coldplay's quite a cool. Ch- also, he's 22 years old. Charles. Yeah. No, he's older than that, isn't he? It's 24. He's 24. Yeah. He was 22 when Where I first. Is to love? Yeah, I know. So that's what I'm saying. Like, I was 12 when that came out. He must have been two when it came out. It came out when he was three. Yeah, but it's probably a big hit. It's probably played in his Monegasque primary school as he played marbles and hopscotch and skip rope. Coldplay's quite a brave choice now, nowadays. I think you're thinking like vanilla. It... Coldplay was vanilla in like 2004. Like, whose favourite band is Coldplay now? It's what a throwback. I want to go through every driver and I want to know who you think their favourite bands are. Okay, start, have you got yours as well? Yes. Okay, okay, okay. So, and I've also had everyone write in. So we'll do ours and then we'll read out who, their fa- who we think their favourite band is. Who we think their favourite band or artist is. Okay, all right. So, Nico Hulkenberg, seeing as he's currently at the back of the grid. Oh, I didn't even, I didn't even think. I just did them for the 20 drivers who with, are currently um, Van racing. Halen. Van Halen's because a great shout for Hulkenberg. Because they replaced the singer, didn't they? Mm, really See? nice. Really, really nice. Whereas yeah, Nico's yeah. replaced everyone. I've actually gone about this quite seriously in some places. Okay, like, great. who I genuinely think that they would... All right, Latifi. Um, uh, Latifi, I, um, I think Madonna. <laughs> I think Madonna is his favourite. <laughs> really... Which era? I think um, Material Girl. Oh, wow, like proper... Yeah, okay, all right, fine. I think he really likes. Uh, he's really he, he he really he will. He's one of these people who will say she has really good pop songs, because people who like pop songs always say they write really good pop songs to sort of let you know that they don't have to be taken seriously. Like I, they don't write really good songs, of course, yeah. but they write really good pop songs. I uh, feel and like he makes that specification readily. 
to cover his tracks. I think Latifi, um, when he's in his car, you know, when all the drivers listen to their music before the races, I reckon he listens to f- the fro- the song Frozen. You know, that weird trippy, ooh, if I could melt your heart. That one. What's we that? never be apart. It's like a mid-90s Madonna track. Oh, my God. Came I thought out, you were talking about... just after Ray of Light. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah, that was her Maybe bizarre before, phrase. Yeah, that was yeah, when yeah, she was yeah. just getting out of being... Was she about to... Oh, she was about to become a cowgirl, wasn't she? She was about to marry uh, that director. Guy Ritchie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she was about to become a cowgirl. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, my favourite... I think Latifi likes um, Nickelback. Yeah, that's a really... That's probably a more realistic. He supports his local talent, doesn't he? Yeah. Um, okay, Alexander Albon. Um, I, I just, I, I thought your shout was perfect. Imagine Dragons. Yeah, there, you, I'm, there's no topping that. There's no topping that. Um, Lance Stroll. Uh, Lance Stroll, I think, his favourite band is, is Wu-Tang Clan. <laughs> just because his dad hates it. Yeah, yeah, it's his rebellion. Yeah. He's in his headphones. What are you listening to, Lance? Um... Nothing pop, uh, just a little uh, music. Uh, nothing, nothing too horrible. That sounds very ethnic. Yeah, he wouldn't like that, would he? I bet when the stepmom knocks on the door to bring him his charcuterie, his post-race charcuterie in the yacht. Hey, Lance, what you listening to there? I just Wu Tang Clan. Yeah, it's actually called Shame on the N Word. Um, <laughs> it's not called that. I just feel uncomfortable saying that word. But I, it's it's that you know these. This is modern poetry. Cash moves everything around me. Green, get the money. A dollar, dollar bill, y'all. Joe Guan Yu's favorite band. I'm going with the Greatest Showman soundtrack, just because he's the greatest showman. Again, he hasn't given us too much of his personality, but there is a sort of quiet, um, and kind of ponderous and, and methodical quality that he has that suggests to me that he's a very big fan of uh, Moby. <laughs> Do you not think? Yeah, yeah. That can you see sense. that? Because yeah, I can yeah, really yeah. see that. Yeah. I think some of these are so, I've got, I've got so many of these right, I think. Um, Yuki Tsunoda. Um, uh, Yuki Tsunoda, I, I don't know. I know what kind of music it is, but I don't know who they are. Okay. But it's very, very... Like math metal. I was going to go with fusion jazz. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Quite similar in a way. Just quite techy. Yeah. You know, proggy. Japanese. <laughs> Japanese. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Music. Yeah. yeah, I think so too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, um, Mick Schumacher. Mick Schumacher. <laughs> his favourite artist is, uh, I think his favourite artist is Julian Lennon. <laughs> you actually Have you heard Julian Lennon? He's actually really good. No, he's actually really good. You'd be no, if you actually listen to him, he also really likes uh, Jacob Dylan and um, <laughs> Jeff Buckley and Jeff. Well, yeah, and Jeff- Rufus Wainwright. Yeah, 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 yeah. For everyone listening who doesn't know what that joke is, that's artists whose dads were more famous. Loudon Wainwright the Third was not more famous than Rufus Wainwright. <laughs> uh, Sebastian Vettel. Uh, Sebastian Vettel. I went for Lizzo. Oh. oh. <laughs> I think he's like, oh, have you heard Lizzo? Yeah, she's like, uh, she's really cool, uh, really got, got confident. Uh, she's in really- a minute, I'm in the sentimental man or woman to buzz me up. You feel like I see it, walk it in my, but I Seb seems like the kind of guy who, when you're driving, he'd have a lot of sort of Laurel Canyon. You know, he, he'd, he'd chime in occasionally. You'd be sat in silence during the drive, and then you just hear him with one hand on the wheel, 
just go, take it easy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> He'd tell you whether you wanted to hear it or not, the story of how the Travelling Wilburys formed. Yeah. George Aston was just on his way to the, uh, just on his recording studio. He says to Tom Petty, hey, I'm going to the recording studio to meet my friends. Uh, uh, we're going to see Roy Orbison and... Uh, Bob Dylan. And Bob Dylan. And Tom Petty said, oh, wow, wow. Can I come? And yeah, also Jeff Lynne was there. Yeah, but, you know. Um, Pierre Gasly. Uh, propeller heads. <laughs> I put Eiffel 65. Yeah. Another I just chat. think he needs something with a pulse to work out to while he's ripping those guns. Yeah, yeah, that's propeller. <laughs> <laughs> I had it, him doing the dumbbells. Yeah, yeah, I'm booing down. I'm going to show everyone at school who bullied me that I'm now really buffing the neck. Yeah, like yeah. Pierre Gasly and I drive Formula One. <laughs> Uh, Danny Rick oh yeah um, Pantera um, I think he's one of these people that like he'd stand at the back of a heavy metal gig not mosh and just smile I think yeah he'd, he'd tell you all about like uh, how Pantera was so much better before the drummer died David Silvera was fucking amazing man <laughs> like he made and then it was a fan who loved them so much that he killed the drummer so it was like and he couldn't believe that he left the band, so he killed him. It was just such, so sad. I'm going to go with, for K-Mag, I've just got just any Norwegian death metal band. Yeah, do you think? I mean, he's not Norwegian, but just any sort of, you know, that whole area. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. Whole, it's all sort of the same place, isn't it? Yeah, Just yeah. sort of some weird long winter death metal ghost or something like that. Ghost is a really, yeah. really good, is that the one where they all wear masks and have yeah. a kind of like, they do cosplay, but it's, it's really angry. Yeah, it's like, he's That's, a priest, the singer's a priest, yeah, isn't yeah, he? Yeah, yeah, and he's yeah. called like the Archbishop of I've Fuck seen him live, yeah, really? yeah. Uh, yeah, his name's Papa Shango or something. Uh, Alonzo um, Fito Paez. And I would say as a counterpoint, uh, or an extension to that point, he doesn't listen to any music in English. He oh, is, yeah, yeah, yeah. He, uh, Fito Paez. I had him down as the guy who, uh, you know, the um, girl from Ipanema, like all that kind of like. And he's like pouring a drink. She's walking and as By the she fire. passes, all whom she passes say, ah. <laughs> and he's got a, a date, a, like a 19 year old waitress. All right. You know, all hey, right. why don't you come in? And uh, Okay. He's got a date, a 27 year old waitress. <laughs> And he's like, hey, come in. You like this music? Do you know what this lyric means? The lyric here means when you look in the eyes of your love, you see the ocean and the ocean rolls forever. Like the sands of time which never stop. Because love is forever never ending. And abyss, eternity, pleasure, tragedy. Even love that stops is forever. <laughs> if I love you tonight, I love you forever. Valtteri Bottas. Time for smacky but but but. Bottas' favorite band, go. Hans Zimmer. <laughs> Esteban Ocon's favourite band. Go. Uh, Dave Matthews Band. Oh my God, that's so accurate. <laughs> it's so good, isn't oh, it? Oh, that's so, it's I've so obviously the Dave Matthews Band. Um, Lando Norris. Lando. George Ezra. Oh, I've got, who did the fast food, fast food rockers? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, we've come for a similar vibe ooh, there. Ooh, ooh, ah, ah, ting, tang. Walla, walla, bing, bang. Ooh, yeah. uh, Lewis Hamilton. Uh, Harry Styles. Oh, God, that's so good. It's not even funny. Carlos yeah. Sainz. Uh, Carlos Sainz. Johnny Cash. Oh, uh, yeah. That's really good. Yeah. But I shot a man in Reno just to watch him die. Yeah, yeah. He, <laughs> I, what I think is that he really, this is why he really needs to beat Leclerc. 
because he goes, I can't let this fucking Coldplay fan like <laughs> beat me. This is so embarrassing. Can you imagine losing your Formula One season to someone whose favourite song is Where Is The Love by the Black Eyed Peas? <laughs> Can you imagine? It's It would be too much to bear as a kind of adult human being. Uh, George Russell. George, mega, absolutely mega lap today. All went out. We were really worried because there was so much uh, wind on the rear of the car. Getting absolutely no traction. And we went out and had this mega lap. It was mega. All the team were mega. All the boys and girls back home in the factory. Absolutely mega. The boys and girls back home in the factory. Uh, Russell is playing Jason Mraz. <laughs> Yeah? Yeah, okay. All right, fine. Are you, are you with this? Verstappen? Uh, yeah, what's Verstappen's? Tiesto. Okay, Perez. Uh, Daddy Yankee. Do you remember him? Who's Daddy Yankee? I think this is for when he's dancing with his women at the parties on the boats. Whoop to the gasolina. Tommy van gasolina. Whoop to the gasolina. Do you remember that one? Yeah. All right, we, we asked everyone to write in. So, uh, um, Jada Graham said, Stroll, Holly Valance. Vettel Arcade Fire, Russell, this is a good one. Sam Fender, that's very good. K Mag, Defo loves Viking Metal, so Amon Amarth. George Russell loves Take That Without Robbie. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is really good. Um, George uh, from Alan Blad, George Russell, Michael Bublé. Yeah. Really good. That's really good. Yeah, re- like fucking Russell, Russell would probably have Bublé play at his, at his 22nd birthday party or whatever he's going to be next. Yeah. For our next song, I'm going to get uh, George up to sing Home with me. Let me go home, 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 home. home, is home to Norfolk. With you. Bottas likes Deep Purple for the riffs. George likes Blazing Squad. Max likes the Venger Boys. This is a good one. Hamilton, Lighthouse Family. Very good. Yeah. I yeah. think he'd be too self-aware to know that they're... So what, he, what would he say that he likes? Harry Styles. What's he actually listening to? Lighthouse Family. Top Loader. Yeah, both good shouts. Star Sailor. George, take that. Lots of people for George. Um... Another take that Seb Vettel gets Fleetwood Mac on when he's ha- when he's had a sherbet. <laughs> That's nice. That's really last nice. show Nickelback. Yeah, that's what I said. Uh, Daniel Jones, Max Verstappen loves Cooler Shaker, and Vettel loves Nickelback. Okay. Also, you know we had our uh, our tattoo. Um, How much money did we raise? I'm going to tell you. So last week we said that if we you raised, know. yeah, yeah, if okay. we raised uh, 500 pounds, me and Alfie would get F1 tattoos. Mine said, um, "No, Michael, this is all not right." And yours was going to say. It's called motor racing. No, you're just going to say... Uh, um, we went car racing. We went car racing. We went, car, we went racing. car racing. But we needed 500 pounds. You guys had a week. I'm afraid we only made 200 quid, so no tax. 200 quid? Yeah, I know. But everyone will get refunded, I think. Yeah. I think. How do yeah. we do that? I don't know. I click the refund can't just, button. Can't we just keep it going until we make 500 pounds and then do it? Okay. All right. All right. Well, we can do that. I want a little car. Okay. <laughs> we'll do I want that. a little car next to we went car racing. It was, uh, I mean, let's, let's get into the race review here. I mean, it was, it was the first race I think I've seen in a long time where I just didn't know who was going to win until about 12 laps before the end. And then everyone knew exactly that it was going to be Max. It didn't have huge moments. So when you think back to the race and what it was and your memory of it, it wasn't, it's not something that you recall the huge moments of the race, apart from lap 24 or whatever it was when Esteban Ocon and Fernando Alonso were sort of nipping at each other and then suddenly surging through them, like <laughs> almost as if he were, he drove the car like he were on a horse uh, through the both of them and left them both in his wake, Daniel Ricciardo. Uh, it was such a funny 
double overtake, I yeah. thought. Really, really great moment. But it didn't have that many great moments. And the top six, yeah, it kind of felt like any one of them could have won up until, I mean, there was a terrible sense of foreboding. Max coming from 10th when the commentator said, oh, Max could win this, couldn't he? <laughs> yeah. And everybody went, oh, no, no, Max could win it. You're absolutely right. Like it would, what would have been great is for Max to DNF and the clerk to win. So we're all coming at, going through into the summer break going, oh, something could happen. Like, yeah, well, you that, know, the, co- the season's still alive. The season's dead. <laughs> it's over. Finished. I He has an 80 point lead. Yeah, it's over. It's, 80, it, it's, he could technically miss the next three races. He could just have a prolonged summer break and still win. 10th place, uh, Williams, uh, Latifi 18th, Albon 17th. Latifi had the best FP3 of his life, didn't he? Yeah, but like... It's like winning the egg and spoon race at Sports Day. No, like, that's winning something. No, no, no. After, that is actually no, winning it's something. It's like after all the proper races have happened no. and they have the hurdle and the sprint and the and the the, hop, the leap where they jump into the sand pit and they all the proper athletes do the race. And at the end of the day, they go, all right, now let's get all the shit kids up and they can do egg and spoon. No, winning, like being the fastest in... F- for like practice three is like being fastest in the practice egg and spoon race. Winning the egg and spoon race is better than being fastest in practice three. Who gives a fuck? I mean, like, come on, let him have it. Like he can have it. I can't take it away from him. That mate, that hour gap between FP3 and Q1 would have been the best hour of 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 Latifi's life. He got out of the car. He was like, "It was." Fu- Did you not hear Charles on the radio? Go, uh, who was fastest? And the and ch- the Ferrari engineer was like, "Um, uh, interesting question, Charles. Well, actually, you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna laugh when you hear this. You are. I mean, you're not gonna find it funny now, but eventually you'll you'll see the, the funny. Like, yeah, I really like the sunglasses you're wearing today, Charles. Where did you get those? Were they Ray? Oh, of course, they're Ray Bans because we're sponsored by Ray Bans. Really good. You have such a good bone structure. Um, it was Latifi, and there was just this pause. And then you just went, heard Charles go, on Inters. And the Ferrari going, yeah, on Inters. And Charles just went, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's a, it is surprising. And it, was, it, and it was remarkable. It was a good quality, qualifying as well, wasn't it? I thought the qualifying was, was maybe more enjoyable than the race. Yeah, yeah. Watching George get first. And, and George as well. The, 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 the online PR person that lives rent-free in George's head when he got the speed at which he went from fucking come on, let's go. P-. Uh, there are no points in qualifying. So um, let's just keep our heads down, focus on tomorrow. Great result, lads. But the real race is tomorrow. The speed at which he he knew and just his brain went, no, 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 no. But PR. pole, getting pole is an accolade. Like if yeah. you're telling your grandkids about something, you go, yeah, I was pole in. Yeah, it's one of the things I'm really enjoying about this season genuinely is watching you know, the, the, all the young drivers kind of congratulate the other drivers on their poles when they get them. And, and I really feel like when Charles is like, I'm so happy for George, I feel that that's real. When I see Max go up to George and go, hey, good. And he does like a awkward kid high five. I don't, I don't think he's being disingenuous. I just think he knows he has to do it because that's what human beings do. Mm. The older I get, the more I see Max, the more I realize that he is Data from Star Trek. Mm. So Data is an android who has the capacity to learn. So mm-hmm. he's a robot with learning capabilities. Mm-hmm. But his big struggle is to understand what human emotion is. And that's all he wants to do is he wants to feel. Mm-hmm. That's all he wants. But he's incapable of it because he's an android. So, ha- well, Sorry, hang on. How that's does what he- Max is. Hang on. How does Data have the capacity to feel want or desire? He doesn't. 
So he doesn't. So he doesn't want no, no, to be. Max doesn't want it. He's been programmed with it. Okay. okay you see, okay. He, it's been downloaded onto his mainframe, his positronic. Um, anyway, I won't bore you with the Star Trek jargon. But, uh, <laughs> but, but Data is this, he's this humanoid that he, he's an android. He doesn't have human emotions. Sure. But he's, he has this capacity to like, all he wants to do is know what it's like to be a human being. Yeah. And that's what Max is. Max is Data. It's incredible. Yeah, yeah. He's like a driver that has now, he, and he was born like a driver and like now he's learning over the course of years and putting the training in the hard yards in and he's hoping to eventually become a human being. Yeah. The driver part was always there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's the human, okay, yeah, fine, yeah, I'm yeah. with you, yeah. He's like, um, he's like, it's like he drew a picture when he was a kid of um, just someone watching a sunset. Instead of drawing a racing car driver, his dad like brings him home from racing and he gets 10 minutes with his crayons and he just drew a chart. He just drew someone watching a nice sunset and went, daddy, look, this is what I want to do when I grow older. And Josh just tore it up and then lit it over the stove and just let it burn down to his fingers and it burnt his fingers, but he took it to show Max the lesson. He went, no, you're going to be a driver. And actually I think as Max gets older, he realized he's realizing that just sitting alone in quiet and having nice feelings is quite a big part of the human experience. Mm, I think we're going to see like Max with one of those kind of Yerba mate tees soon. <laughs> Aston Martin 9th, Seb 10th, Stroll 11th. Okay, listen. Where did we say Stroll was going to come? Uh, we said 12th last week. So pretty close. Pretty close. Uh, Seb obviously um, retiring. He decided to announce it uh, dressed like he was in razor light in the mid 2000s. Um, and it's now his look, isn't it? I think Seb's going to put an album out. <laughs> That's what I think he's going to do. Yeah. That would be, a, that would piss off Lewis. Like that, romantic, that's what Seb should do. Romantic sort of Scandi kind of folk vibe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Really Seb nice ballads. Yeah yeah. 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 Like the tallest man on earth. Seb could do, you know, like um, swing versions of eighties hits. She's like the Shatner album where he's talking. Okay. She's a maniac. Maniac. More than a feeling. Alpha Tauri, uh, Sonoda, 19th, um, Gasly, 12th. I didn't see either of them during this race. I think it was quite difficult for them to know who to follow because usually you have like, you know, your eight second gaps, a couple of 20 seconds, and then, you know, there's, there's, there's you know, maybe a couple within five in the midfield. You follow them a little bit. And then maybe if you're lucky, you get like, you know, some under three or four seconds, maybe two seconds hovering around there uh, towards the top of the grid. but the top six were all bound together within mm, about 10 seconds. Yeah, it was nice. Which means it? the camera just didn't go anywhere else because there was no, because obviously we can all kid ourselves and go, oh, was a, oh, the battle for 10th. I wonder who, but obviously our true colours were laying bare in this race because the battle for 10th, nobody gave a fuck about. Like nobody, <laughs> nobody was speaking. Who even got, who, who squeezed into the points? It was Seb Vettel and nobody gave a shit. Aston Martin, oh, points. Nobody gave a shit. Nobody gave a shit who got points because ultimately we don't give a shit who gets those points, you know, because we really actually want to know who came first, second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth. The sad thing about the race was that it had the opportunity at the very last minute to become a sensational race. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it, yeah. Like a history-making race. And I just think, and I know you get annoyed whenever I mention football, despite how eminently relatable it is, but the referee, there's a rule that you're not allowed, and given that you just mentioned data from Star Trek for 10 minutes, there's a rule when you're attacking the goal that you're not, the referee can't blow the whistle. Mm. The referee has to wait until nobody's attacking the goal. I just don't think that the race should have been allowed to end then. Yeah. There was just too much. Yeah, the virtual safety car came out 
And it was just a bit of a damp squib, yeah, wasn't yeah. it? What we needed was Michael Massey to step in, in his like <laughs> car racing. He like said Superman. this week, he was in the news this week, wasn't he? I know he wasn't in the like, news. I feared for my life. That's because he got sent death threats, to be fair to him. Yeah, he was like, I was walking around London the two days after the race and I was looking over my shoulder. Is that what they mean by like, drive it out? Not They're not going to drive out the abuse. They're going to drive out the abused. So <laughs> if, as long as we just drive out everybody who's being abused, there'll be no more abuse in F1. So get rid of Michael Massey and suddenly there are no more threats in def, uh, death threats in F1 anymore. Do, do you think Michael Massey thinks that he manipulated the rules of the, of the sport? I think he went car. I think he thinks they went car racing, and I think he thinks it's called motor racing, and that they went car racing. Toto, but what I genuinely did, think that he believes that what he did, and lots of purists in lots of sports believe that they don't just think it's about the winning; they think it's about the entertainment. And there are tennis players like this who value some tennis players over others, cricketers, footballers, every sport that value. Uh, some elements of what it is over others in the interest of what's entertaining. And I do appreciate how Drive to Survive has meant that it does feel a little bit like the greatest show in sports entertainment uh, or like, you know, WWE or whatever. But it, I mean, it's, it, it, it was, it was bollocks, but I, 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 but I can envisage how he might kid himself into like it's called it, it's a it's racing mm. so let's let the let's let the two race yeah even though i think if he really thought about it if he wasn't in an incredibly pressured situation he would have gone ugh he's a bit like um michael massey is a bit like elvis presley's manager isn't he when he's like i didn't kill elvis elvis killed elvis he's <laughs> 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 like sure I wrote all the bad contracts up and I gave him the doctor who gave him all the drugs, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't yeah. kill Elvis. <laughs> <laughs> what was, sorry, what was the official name of this race? Oh, no. We missed that out. The Formula One Aramco Magyar Nagyje 2022. The grid walk was mental. But yeah, who's who's going to Hungary? Brundle was like, okay, so basically, um, instead of a traditional grid walk today, I'm just going to hang out with one team, and that's Alpine. And then he found the the whoever the guy was that's been there since the '90s, and the guy's like, well, actually, you know, we have to we have to push the cars down now because we can't start them because of health and safety. And he goes, well, that's really good. I'm going to go talk to uh, Fernando Alonso, and he goes over to Alonso, and he goes, really busy. He just goes back to his conversation. Then Brundle just stood there waiting for Alonso. And then a journalist starts interviewing Brundle while he's live on the grid walk. And Brundle goes, does, a, does an interview for someone else while he's on the grid walk. And then goes, anyway, Alonso. And Alonso just goes, really busy. That's like, really funny. And then he leaves him. That's hungry. No, like, um, Brundle was just, Brundle was there because he was trying to avoid the sort of people that turn up on the hungry grid walk. And <laughs> literally, if you cut round to the hungry grid walk, all you see there is Nigel Skin Farage heads. and that bloke who owns Weatherspoons. Those are the only people, those are the celebs that turned up to the Hungary Gridwalk. Um, in seventh place, uh, what you going to do with all that? Has. All that. Has. Inside those. Has. Uh, I mean, um, <laughs> Schumacher 14th, Magnus 16th. I mean, really nothing to write home about from this race. I don't, I don't, I don't even saw their cars during this race. I tell you what, I'm just going to go through the, the thing and you tell me when you saw a driver on the telly today. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, Fifth place. On the telly. <laughs> Fifth place, McLaren. They're the orange ones, right? 
Um, Norris seventh, Ricardo fifteenth. I've Thanks. already mentioned the time that I saw Ricardo on the TV because yep, okay. it was remarkable right, that okay, I saw okay. him. So he um, he passed the two Al Alpines. I didn't see many of the sponsors this week. There's not many people want to sponsor the Hungarian Grand Prix. It seems no a bit of MSC cruises. Weatherspoons could. Yeah, absolutely. That's a good idea. <laughs> it's just a healthy bit of Hungarian fascism, isn't it? Third place. Mercedes. Hamilton second, obviously Russell third. Okay, two things I loved about George Russell. He did that, he did the cheeky safety car restart again today where he just off into the distance. Yeah. The other thing I really enjoyed was when he overtook Perez on lap 42 Mm -hmm. and just like had that and just snuck around him. And there was this celebratory, it felt like, you know, in a high school movie where it's the prom scene. And the nerd does a break dance and everyone goes, oh my God, that was amazing. There's a silence. He finishes the break dance and then everyone cheers. <laughs> That's how I feel whenever George Russell does anything cool. It was, <laughs> it was also like a movie overtake. There's a, there's a particular trope in cinema car overtaking, car racing, mm. where two cars will be struggling for five minutes, they'll be building tension. Who's going to come out on top? And then one car will just suddenly overtake the other and Mm. off into the distance. Like, and you think, well, if you were that faster, why were you bothering to, Yeah. if you were that much faster all along, then why were you bothering to compete in a, in a tense fashion for so long? And that's sort of what happened to George. Just foul. Who'd have thought we'd have, we'd have seen it this season as well, where, and all of a sudden we're talking about Mercedes making that noise. They weren't going at the start of the season. No, they were going. <laughs> that was the first six races for Mercedes. Just lower back pain. Yeah. That was the sound of Mercedes. It was just, ow, yeah. my back. What sound does somebody make when they're applying Voltarol? <laughs> um, that would have been a good sponsor for them, actually. Oh, that would be a really good Voltarol. sponsor. Yeah, that, that should have been the spot, inappropriate sponsor when they were- That's um, an appropriate sponsor. Because we haven't heard porpoising for a while, have we? No, we haven't. We haven't heard the phrase, por- bring back porpoising. What do they, what are they doing now? Make porpoising great again. Like f- just, just being like normal fish. <laughs> it's just being like normal fish. They're a school now. of fish now. They're just, just swimming. Normal fish They're just swimming. swimming. <laughs> <laughs> but I think, do you not think that the Lewis George dynamic is a bit like Mr. Miyagi and uh, Daniel Sun? Yeah. There's Apart like, from in, the, the only problem with that metaphor is in this circumstance, there is times at which Mr. Miyagi might kick the shit out of Daniel Sun. <laughs> Which, to be fair, I would like to have seen. I feel like there's always that look in Lewis's eye with George. He's like, yeah, man, he's doing a great job. He's doing, And I just reckon, one, yeah, yeah, yeah. And while they're getting in the lift back up to the, their room as the race, yeah, guys, see you later, the, the lift shuts. And there's just the 30 seconds with Lewis and George in the lift alone. And it's just silent. George's like, yeah, good race. And Lewis is, and just before the door opens, Lewis just goes, don't ever fuck me. <laughs> Bing! And doors open. Hey, guys, great to see the fans again. Yeah. So many good cars out there today. You know, it's the way Lewis says car. Car. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Car. Yeah, yeah. The car's just performing at yeah, this. Yeah. We're kind of the, the car. He, the R. He remembers the R in car every time. <laughs> Which is ironic because George should because he's from Norfolk. Yeah. Fucking car. And he's fucking driving his fucking Mercedes Benz, right? Yeah, That's it's George, weird that. George Russell's done fucking all right because he's, what he's happened, right? He's from Norfolk, but he doesn't have the fucking accent, does he? Yeah, yeah. He's got a private school. 
He's got that, yeah, he's got well, the... Well, maybe uh, that's why he talks on the back of his throat. He's suppressed all of his, like a sort of black hole. All of his accent has just gone down into this infinitesimally small point in the back of his throat, which is why all the sound is just back there. All of the accent is waiting to come out and go, hello, lover, how are you? <laughs> Did Ferrari do a cheeky... Listen, I'm not... We know I don't believe in conspiracy theories here. We know I'm not... Sure, obviously aliens are real. 9-11, probably an inside job, and they killed Diana, but... I don't believe in Formula One conspiracy theories. Sure, 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 sure. There was a discussion at the start of the race where they were like, okay, listen, looks like Leclerc's a little bit faster, but Carlos is the one in front. We don't really want to upset Carlos because he's won a race now. So what they did is they pitted them at points where Charles ended up going in front. Now, did they do a little cheeky switcheroo via the pit stops? Yes or no? No. I just don't think, I mean, first of all, I don't think that, first of all, the thing, that this is why conspiracy theories are an interesting thing, is because there conspiracy is- Conspiracy theories are an interesting thing. Continue. The fact that, the, the, the only logical explanation for putting hards on Charles's car mm. is that they were made excited by the prospect of him losing and doing badly the i mean the only it's the only good reason to put hards on his car at that point it just was so incredibly and it wasn't like usually the commentators are quite good at going oh well it'll be interesting to see how this pans out interesting choice it's not what i would have done very brave oh nice but when like there was there was a sneering sort of what the what the fuck are you doing in their voice when they put the hards on charles's car going why are you what are you up to? What's happening here? Why have you done that? But that's the thing with Ferrari is they just, you know, those things, you know, everyone in the matrix is, they don't realize he, Keanu doesn't realize he has that thing in his belly button and then they suck it out. Jesus Christ, that shit's real. You know, yeah, that yeah, bit. Yeah. it's like, that's what Ferrari do. They get in your head and you don't realize there's this robot squid swimming around and you start and you're like, Oh my God, I race for Ferrari. This is a dream come true. Cut forward a year. Every driver is mad angry, pissed off. They've got that little robot. They get inside you. Yeah, yeah. And, and they just, they turn you black. taken on with the romance of, oh yeah, Ferrari's great. And yeah. Like you can get any, like all the best young drivers. Do you want to drive a Ferrari? Oh my God, yeah. Because those are really fast cars, aren't they? The, the, the red ones that people drive, <laughs> the rich guys, those are fast cars. So yeah, yeah, yeah. That's got to be a good team. Yeah, yeah, sure. I'd love to drive a Ferrari. Thank you very much. It's like a famous fast car. And then Ford come along. Do you want to, what, Ford is in the Ford Sierra and Focus? No, 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 no. That's going to be an awful F1 team. Like, how do they keep on making the same, I mean, I don't know, Red Bull. It doesn't even really feel like we should be talking about Red Bull anymore. We should be it's talking just, about yeah. Max Verstappen and another. Yeah. And like, we were so excited. And I keep on thinking, this, it already feels like this season's been going on for so long now. Like the mention of Miami earlier, like in the podcast, uh, that feels like a completely different season and all of the, the huge landscape of possibility that we had spread out in front of us that, you know, anything could happen, you know, will Mick pick up points and can Max overturn the deficits Charles and all of these amazing things. And then further along in the season you had, Oh, maybe Perez can. And the whole season has just been, maybe this exciting thing will happen or no. And in, in a sense, this race was like a microcosm for the season in that sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because Max, like coming from behind, oh, Max is nowhere. Spin, oh, he's just spin, there. Spin. Oh, he's ahead. Yeah. Oh, he's not going to be beaten now. Yeah. And the the whole race was just this season in 
one and a half to two hours. Yeah, he's like the T-1000 in Terminator 2, isn't he? He's just come along and just kills everything in its path. <laughs> and just, you know, you can melt him down and he'll just reform like a silver globule and just carry on and just his hand will turn into a <laughs> giant butter knife. <laughs> is that... It's insane. Is that... So you've, he's been in this episode alone. Mate, he's just been name of just name any supervillain. He's name- just been named Data... <laughs> And, and Terminator. Yeah, he's basically, he's born in the wrong time. He should have been born in the 80s. Yoss has raised him with 80s love. <laughs> <laughs> he's raised him. He's very much someone his, his, who is loved by... <laughs> <laughs> raised with 80s love. You will go to bed love. without any supper. The music that he probably listened to while they're in the garage... You know, uh, that kind of, you gotta fight to win if you want to succeed. You gotta be number one. Yeah, montage music. Nobody's gonna get in your way. (laughs) Okay, before we wrap this up, um, I want to read out. So I I asked people um, what episodes they want to hear from us in the summer break. Because we have, we got got four episodes Mm -hmm. uh, without races now, right? Yeah. Um, So we had uh, lessons on how to win championships in an Italian car by Ross Braun. <laughs> Very good. Um, Formula One first dates. So like having Toto and Christian sit down. What? So we do a script, like an improvised role play yeah, inhabiting like, characters. Yeah. Who the fuck do people think we are? Well, I think they think we've got more time than, than we have. <laughs> Charles Leclerc, but he's just one bad drive away from becoming the Joker. That's pretty good. That's really nice. Um, more day in the life content. Obviously, we'll do that. Obviously, we're doing um, that. Top 10 sponsors you'd like in Formula One. I feel like there's something you could do with the best races, craziest crashes ever. Yes. Best team moments. Yes. If you could pick your ideal F1 lineup for 2023, who would it be and why? Ooh. Ranking circuits, ranking world championships, race control controversies during some past races if you manage to get the transcripts. Your dream F1 team staff, e.g. team principal, drivers and family member at the back of the carriage. That's pretty good. Yoss mm. um, and Lawrence go on a lad's holiday to the Lineker's Island. That's good. Mm. Summer break stories, what are they all up to? That's really good. That's really we good. We should do that, yeah, where they're going on so their holidays. Can I just get one thing? Uh, crazy crashes. If somebody dies in the crash is that does that craziest? make it more or less crazy that's the craziest that's the craziest yeah yeah that's like too hot for tv <laughs> that's remember those videos jerry springer's too hot for tv <laughs> and also seb's retiring i just want to end with this who do you think's going to get his seat oh um I, I think that they could go in one of two ways uh or, or you know they there's the marketability mm-hmm. um, and they could do something interesting that I think would get a lot of press and would send a lot of the right messages to Formula One and whether or not it would be the the right choice, I think from a sociological perspective and a PR perspective, I think this is the right way to go. So if it was me, I would give the seat to Shania Twain. <laughs> um, but... Uh, but who knows, uh, you know, they, they could do anything. <laughs> uh, I think it's, I mean, Mick apparently has left the, he didn't renew his Ferrari junior driver thing this year. So I don't know if that's, they think they're going to get Mick in. I mean, if you think about it, Seb probably put in a good word, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it should be Jamie Chadwick. I think, it'd be, I think they should just put a woman in next year. Let's just, you know. See what happens. It will, and they, it will help just the spot. Just put a woman in and see what Just for, yeah. <laughs> That was meant to sound. That wasn't meant to sound the way it did. Just put a woman in and see what happens. Uh, 
put this excellent driver in. And see yes, put happens. this this world champion driver in. Uh, we are, but up. we do have some really good plans for summer break. So stay tuned, guys. It's going to be a lot of fun. Formula One is ending, but Dirty Air is not. We're going to keep you entertained throughout the summer break. Uh, we'll see you next week for more Dirty Air. I'm Josh Weller and I'm Alfie Brown. And this was Dirty Air. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.